10 o'clock hour of Will Deep Begins now. What's going to happen with my rants? What, how is that going to end up? Is it going to be posted Jason, in its entirety it's the, if you're going to put it on social yeah, media? I, I think it should be posted in its because You, you know, know what? I hate this. It wasn't some emotional rant. You have felt and believed this, and you finally kind of came out and said what you believe. And it was just, it was awesome to listen to because there's a lot of validity. And Homer knows. Uh, this is where I get frustrated with our good buddy because how do you answer that question and say, do you ever get worse by practicing and by putting in time in something? Does it make you a world champion? No. Does it give you, as my old buddy Brad Childress used to say, you know what it does give you? A chance you know to have a quote. chance. A chance to have a chance. And understanding the circumstances. And, you know, Homer trying to blame the Green Bay Packers for this. You don't think the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur wanted Aaron Rodgers there? They were groveling to get him back. They would have done anything. They could have said, just like Tom Brady could do whatever he wanted. He also had a down year. Tom Brady understood, and I think that's a big reason why he did retire because he knew he couldn't do he – know, he knew when he left training camp that wasn't the best thing for his team. He understood – everybody understood that he's going through stuff. He knew that. And when he couldn't put that time in, he knew it was probably time to go. And I think that's partially why Rodgers has been contemplating retirement is because he knows that he needs to be there. That he needs to put in more. It doesn't need to be again. It doesn't need to be every day of the offseason. Nobody's asking that. But obviously the Packers wanted it, and they didn't, they weren't in a position because they gave in. They don't have to give in to anybody. That's why they get roster bonuses. And Aaron Jones has got to make up a million dollars in in-game bonuses. You think Aaron Jones wanted to do that? No, because he didn't have the leverage. Right. And Aaron Jones been. Had Aaron Jones been the stud of all studs, he would have kept his contract. It is all about leverage. Aaron regained it by being a two-time MVP and by saying, you don't do this, blank off, I'm leaving. Well, we can't let you do that because we're screwed if you don't come back. You don't want to come to offseason? You only want a $50,000 show up for three days of minicamp bonus? Right. Very important fact right there. So if the Packers really, really needed him to do that, Aaron maybe wouldn't have agreed to it, and they couldn't have done it anyways. So this is don't don't let Homer fool you. This was nothing to do with the Green Bay Packers. They would have loved for him to bend there for the majority of May and June. He didn't want to. He didn't need to because that's how he structured his contract. And if players could do that, they would. But nobody, very few players can because they never get that kind of leverage. And Homer knows that. All right. So I'm, I'm sorry that Jesse was uh, busy tracking down this audio and missed my uh, eloquence, which maybe is good news because maybe then it won't end up on social media because I hate it when that happens. Uh, but you can certainly listen to it if you missed it like Jesse on Wisconsin On Demand, presented by Google Offices, one call, that's all. But Jesse was hard at work. Tracking down the audio of Goody the week of the loss to the Lions. So the Packers lost on Sunday night. Goody talked to us at the end of the week. 
and he was asked about Rodgers' attendance in the offseason program if he decided to play in 2023. Here is that answer, and I encourage you to listen to it and think about it, whether you're Homer, who I think was busy now starting at 10 o'clock, so he won't hear it. But anyone who wonders if this is important to the Packers, listen to what Goody said. We want all our players here in the offseason. I think, you know, uh, I think Matt and his staff, I think it's just when guys are together, first of all, I think there's more energy in the building, certainly when your quarterback and your leader's in the building. Um, so we want all our guys here. It's, it's, it's optional and voluntary, as you guys know, uh, with the exception of the mandatory minicamp. So, um, but we would like, you know, we, we invest a lot in these guys, and we would certainly like that investment back from all of our guys. But, you know, there's, there's rules for a reason, and, and they're you know, negotiated with the, in the CBA. So, um, you know, I know a lot of the veteran players probably need less, you know, of that. Um, but sometimes our younger players need those guys here as well. So um, as we get moving, you know, into this next season, we'll kind of see how that goes. In the, words of, in the words of Perry Mason, I rest my case. Right? Right? I mean, it, who's he so, talking to there? He's talking Aaron Rodgers, and we knew it at the time, and it, the Pelissero stuff from yesterday, I think it shifted the narrative of the disgusted, it's Jordan Love time, all this other stuff, back to, as I've said, this is Aaron Rodgers' decision. I think Aaron Rodgers has to understand and look at it from a perspective of, I have to do more. If I'm going to come back to Green Bay, they want me to do this. And if he doesn't want to, listen, he doesn't have to. There's going to be plenty of teams that will let him do his thing. And maybe the Green Bay Packers will be one of them because they don't really have a choice. Yeah, they can trade him. He can make it miserable. You know that from a financial standpoint, from everything else. But Aaron Rodgers holds the keys. And I think maybe as part of this uh, retreat that he went on, maybe something will come up and say, I need to revisit the golden era of when I was at my best. And that's when I was at the OTAs, and I, I'm going to delve back in completely. Maybe that's not what's going to happen. But it sounds as if if that is how it's going to play, and that is, a, I guess, a recollection or a acknowledgement that Aaron makes throughout his process to get his mind right, he's going to be back in Green Bay because Green Bay still wants him under those circumstances. Now, Aaron doesn't like to be dictated to. He doesn't no, he want does to be not. told this is what he needs. So how you balance all of that out is going to be the fascinating part to this decision. But you just, uh, Jesse, if you want to just put that up right next to Pelissero's, you got your answer. That's what happened. I wanted to be a fly on the wall in those exit interviews. I don't think I need to be anymore. I think I just got the gist of what happened in those exit interviews. Hey, we love you. We want you back, but we need more from you. We need you here. And Aaron probably is like, I don't know if I can do that. And that's when the trade and all of these other options all of a sudden started popping up on Pat McAfee's show. So let me ask you this follow-up, though. If he goes to the Jets or the Raiders or the Titans or whomever else, would he not attend their off-season program in its entirety? A thousand percent he would. He'd have to. Then what yeah. the hell are we doing here, man? Like but that might be a reason he doesn't want to go there. 
Right, Maybe. but if hey, he goes Jason, anywhere, I get this. If he goes anywhere, he's got to do it. So he's going to have if you stay. Got to learn the system. Right. Yes. So do it if you stay too. So the interesting part, and this is the part that only Aaron can answer. I don't think uh, Favre used to always say, "I'd play forever if it was just games." Yep. Yep. If I didn't have to go through all this, he despised the mini camp OTA stage at the back end of his career. Didn't like it. Didn't, as a matter of fact, didn't come to a lot of it. Right. He had his I personal think, trainer, Ken Croner, working out with him. And, yeah, Kenny, and, Kenny Croner. I, I think it's so easy for veteran players because you know it and you, you value that time because we all know when you report July 26th, you, we always would joke, we'd go, we'd line up, and we'd be getting taped. And we'd all say, well, boys, this is the best we're going to feel for about eight to ten months. Right. And it's completely accurate. And when you go to minicamp OTAs, yeah, they're not padded, but you got a lot of young guys flying off the ball. You get beat up, and it's not fun. It's not the part, but that's part of the team-building process. And I think I maybe underestimated last uh, offseason a little bit because of the youth of the team, I still understand completely where Aaron's coming from and the mental side of it because it's such a drain and you get that time is so precious. But when you're all about the team and looking at what the team needs, Goody just laid it out for you. And I think he was probably laid it out to Aaron Rodgers in the same way. And now we'll see if Aaron Rodgers is willing to accept those terms and say, hell yeah, let's go run this thing back and get this thing moving? Or if he's like, nah, I don't want to do it. And if you don't want to do it, then you got to start really wondering, do I really want to do it anywhere? If I don't want to do it here, why do I want to do it somewhere else like that? Because to your point, if the Jets or Vegas picks him up, he's going to be at, he's going to have to be at these things. He's got to learn. He's got to first know his teammates, learn, and he's got to learn the system and the coaches. and get. It will be a massive undertaking, and that's why – I have been steadfast, even with all the reporting, that he's still going to be a Green Bay Packer. I just look forward to that occurring then so we can all crack open a Coors Light and chill because we haven't done a lot of chill. I certainly have not done chill. You needed one after that rant. What a rant. I can't wait to see that up on social media. It's going to be fantastic. Everybody's going to love it, just like everybody should love Coors Light. Brew the three-step cold process, cold lagered, cold filtered. And cold package, so it is made to chill the mountains. Oh, baby, the mountains. On Coors Light's cold activated bottles and cans, they turn blue. That's when you know it is chilled to perfection. That's why it is Coors Light in my hand. When I need a moment to chill, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. More conversation next. It's Will Dean's house. Amid my raised voice rant. God, that was good. I don't know if it's a compliment for you to tell me that's one of the best things I've done in the last four years, or if that's a sign that you don't feel like I've yeah, done post-COVID. many good things otherwise. No, no, you've done it, it. Just it was that good because it sheds a light, and so I give you a lot of grief about mincing words and taking every last syllable and wearing out, wearing it out. But you have been on this for a while, and I think the fact that we heard what Tom Pelissero told Rich Eisen yesterday and the way that it just streamlines its way into the Goot comment, and then you encapsulated that in a really passionate way, 
it's good radio, baby, and it's the mm. best you've done in a while. And I just wanted to give you an attaboy. Well, thanks. I give you a lot of grief. I also get, and then, but now when I give you attaboys, you get concerned that your good stuff is going to get put out, and that makes you nervous. And then I get nervous because you don't want that, and it's a whole vicious a whole cycle. Sure. It's going to yeah. get put out because it's good stuff. All right. It's good so stuff. speaking of good stuff, because of that, uh, we didn't get to another, I think, important point, and that is this. Aaron Rodgers signed his contract that gave him three years and $150 million uh, on a year-by-year basis um, on March 8th, 2022. On March 17th, 2022, during a heated indoor soccer game that Sydney was playing in, I got a text that said they're trading Adams, and then like five seconds later, there was a tweet from Adam Schefter saying he'd been traded to the Raiders. And then I didn't watch any more of the soccer game. I lost Kentucky, blew a big lead in my cover five, and cost me that I could. It's a I tough day for all of too. us. San yeah. Francisco, uh, Murray day. State was a heck of a game that night. Oh, I oh, still man. can't believe that. 25-point favorites and they get beat? The PDs. Oh. The timing is important not because of those various events, but because... If the Packers, Tausch, when they signed Rodgers to that deal, and Rodgers was of the belief that Devontae Adams would be returning, because he was. He was convinced when he signed the contract. For sure he was. That Devontae Adams was going to be with him. If he thought that that meant, hey, we're putting a $50,000 bonus in there for your workouts, which is not, that's not, that's like a kernel of popcorn, popcorn money. Not even like a small bag, like you get a fleet farm. And it was, and it was basically Green Bay saying, "Just make sure you're here for the mandatory mini." And Rogers being like, "I'll be there. I don't want even Rogers, even though it's only a colonel." Aaron Rodgers likes 50k too. So then they trade Devontae Adams. They sign Sammy Watkins, who I was wrong about, and then they draft three wide receivers in the second, fourth, and seventh rounds. And the paradigm Tausch changes. Now, is that a case of we already kind of told him he doesn't have to be here? Is it a case of Goody thinking, well, I would hope that someone as smart as Aaron would recognize, hmm, well, things have changed. I should probably go. What is that? Because to me, that's a very important piece of this as well. Is it not? Uh, so I think... There is no doubt about it that the Devante piece to this and the fact that you are going to be so much more reliant on other people outside of Devante because of that trade, it shifted, I'm sure, the Packers' mindset too because for as much as we could say Rodgers controlled everything, and he did, and he got exactly what he wanted, which kudos to him. Again, I am not even remotely mad at that. But when Devante left... All of that production, all of that time that, you know, James Jones mentioned, uh, you know, and Homer and all those guys that are looking at saying, well, that takes years. That left the building. You're not going to get that same chemistry with 15 minicamp practices. I'm not arguing that for a minute. But would it hurt and would it help the growth and the whole demystification that you mentioned? A thousand percent it would. And the Packers probably were looking at like, man, we really need you here. Now, did they ever voice that to Aaron? I don't know. 
if they did and he said blank off, no, I'm doing what I do, that would probably leave me a little bit chapped if I was, you know, Goody or Matt LaFleur. And all of that narrative changed, and I think it was more important. And, again, to your credit, you mentioned this a lot during the offseason. I poo-pooed it as I want Rodgers refreshed and ready to go in August. I don't really care if he's here in May. Obviously, those young players would have benefited, and I think the team as a whole, because the offense went – it was a big transformation going from a guy that you target 180 times a year to now – we got three guys that we know we need, and even with Sam Watkins, you needed him, and he didn't have much with him to get that chemistry, the hand signals, all the stuff that Rodgers demands, and you can't ask other people to give you that if you're not there. So it was, I think, the timing of it is important in the fact that I think the Packers didn't necessarily know that it was going to be as big of an overhaul right. as ended up being because they moved Devontae. Right, because they also lost MVS a few days after that, after trying to re-sign him. Mm-hmm. And then now you're without Devontae and MVS and EQ, which, again, I understand we kind of poo-poo EQ. But he did have four years in the system with Aaron Rodgers. So it's not like, you know, this is a guy that, while he wasn't super productive, there's another guy that has to be replaced in the rotation that has not been around you, whoever it's going to be, Samari Toure, et cetera. And, oh, by the way, Amari Rodgers, who Aaron Rodgers obviously had no use for, barely played on offense in 2021, probably could have used some time around him too. Maybe they would have, maybe they would have had one day of pancakes in the, in the cafeteria, and maybe Aaron Rodgers might have slightly changed his opinion of Amari Rodgers. You don't know what would have happened during their time together because you know this. The offseason program, while it's still work and you still got stuff to get done, the vibe is totally different. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And you you get a chance, especially you know the younger players, and obviously Aaron would have stayed in his house, but you get a chance to go play golf. There's there's literally you're there two, three hours, and the rest of the time, you, I understand why you don't want to be there. And I saw that with uh, Devondre Campbell, Razul Douglas, basically saying, what the hell are you doing up in Green Bay yet? And he's working. And he's going to grocery stores that he likes. It, it's an interesting way you really get a chance to form bonds throughout that period of time. And that was an opportunity missed. And now... I'm not saying that this would have been a playoff team if Aaron Rodgers was there May 24th. I'm not saying that. I'll say this. It would have given me a better chance right? had that That's happened. All. Mm-hmm. all right, Tom Pelissero, who we like on this program, uh, had some other things also included in his conversation with Rich Eisen that we want to get to. Uh, before we do that, Tausch, I don't know if you love the off-season program, but I know you love AmFam, and you know, and I know you love our partnership with AmFam for sure. Uh, I do, and I love this opportunity. Brewers fans, American Family Insurance wants to give you and three guests the chance to win the ultimate game day experience at the April 3rd home opener. Everybody knows that is the one everybody wants to be at to kick off the Brewers 2023 season. This all-inclusive prize pack includes a travel stipend, field-level tickets, 
an X-Golf reservation overlooking AmFam Field with food and beverage, and you get a chance, a private meet and greet, and maybe even a chance to go down the slide. Going to almost guarantee you a hug from our guy, Bernie. Enter today at AmFam.com slash Brewers. That's AmFam.com slash Brewers. No purchase necessary. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. I might be IPT and promising that. Yeah, I, so here's my question. So we love AmFam. Dan Kelly, they've been such a great partner from the very beginning of our show. And I know they love you, right? You're a great brand yeah. ambassador. Do they love you enough for you to just ad-lib and add things to uh, contests? This is more hugs, of an ad-lib which is, uh, for the Brewers. Uh, I don't think this is more of an ad-lib for, for AmFam. It's more of an ad-lib for You're definitely Brewers, speaking for Bernie. Well, mascots love a good hug. Who doesn't love a hug as a mascot? Tell me a mascot that doesn't love hugging the the team that they're rooting for as fans. Who that does? weird Bradley mascot. No, the Kaboom would He's love He's not it. a hugger. There was, uh, in Peoria, they had the Rivermen was the hockey team, and the guy was too scary that he scared all the kids away I for a while. Yeah. So they had to change him into, like, a big blue bear. We had a... De- we had a deranged Easter bunny at uh, a brunch the day after the biggest Wisconsin win ever in hoops down in Indianapolis. Old girl was adamant about getting this brunch uh, down there, and this Easter bunny was the most deranged, lunatic-like Easter bunny I've ever seen. But just like like Ralph in my part. Christmas it was, story. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I was like, "You sure that's even a rabbit? I don't know where the hell they found that Easter bunny, but it was deranged." Uh, deranged Easter bunnies aside, Tom Pelissero had some other tidbits with Rich Eisen that we found very interesting. We'll hear a few of those next. It's Wilde and Tausch. So Tom Pelissero's conversation with Rich Eisen yesterday had a couple of other tidbits in them that caught my attention and Jesse's attention as well. Um, one of them was, and I don't know if he can deliver on this promise, frankly, Jesse, but that he's not really going to report anything until Rogers says something. That's not true. Well, here's, not here's, true. here's how Tom put it yesterday. I think at this point, the next thing that I'm going to confidently speak on is when Aaron Rodgers tells the Packers what the hell he wants to do. Honestly, everything up until then is very much on Aaron's own schedule. He's made clear that there are very few people who really know exactly what he's doing at any given moment. What I would say is that despite you know whatever reports are coming out on a daily basis and speculation, the first move here belongs to Aaron Rodgers. The Packers cannot trade him if he doesn't want to be traded. He would need to sign a revised contract to allow Green Bay to facilitate a trade. He also could simply say, I'm not going. If they try to trade him to someplace he doesn't want to go, I'll retire. I'm not showing up. So they would have to work through that together. If he wants to return to Green Bay, the Packers – And as long as he's fully bought in, the Packers want him back. They had good conversations after the season. He is still, you know, down the stretch last season. He played at a high level. He kept him in it. Obviously, Week 18 didn't go the way they wanted it to. But there would also need to be further conversations about making sure that everybody's on the same page about the direction that the roster and the organization 
is going. And all that is without him actually telling anybody, including people he knows with other teams, that he's definitely going to play in 2023. So he's going through his process. I do anticipate we're going to have answers sooner than later. Uh, right now, as we sit, this is up to Aaron. Is you $60 million fully guaranteed. Whatever happens from here, the Packers and Rodgers are going to work through it together. Uh, by the way, little tidbit that might have been easy to miss there, uh, telling people with other teams, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Devontae Adams, uh, right there, mm, he can't even tell them that he's sure he's playing next year. That's what Tom said there. Uh, if he's not really sure that I have been wrong on that, because I think down deep inside he knows he's playing. And maybe he's just making that also part of the 4D chess trade scenario process. Uh, if that's true, though, if he can't tell Devontae for sure in his heart of hearts if he wants to play or not, that goes back to the point you've been making for a very long time about Brett Favre before him, and that is when you're thinking about retirement, you got one foot in retirement already. Yeah, it's a blind spot, I think, for everybody because, you know, I think Aaron has made 300-some million dollars uh, as a Green Bay Packer. And $60 million, it, we act as if, well, he's got all this money in the world. He's got a lot of expense. It's the old Patrick Ewing quote. Yeah, we make a lot of money, but we spend a lot of money. <laughs> that's Aaron Rodgers. So that's what is 60 20% is that 60 million out of thir, out of 300 yeah. is that it's yeah look at you 20 million or that's 20% i don't know many people that if they have an opportunity to do that are going to pass now again money is not his main motivator but it's a it's a motivator and i think aaron rodgers is coming to the point where he has a lot of other interests he's obviously gotten big into Whatever all of this is, I don't know what you even call it. Wellness. Alternative medicine and wellness. Alternative medicine. I could see him doing like a TB12 type thing moving forward with this. Ayahuasca retreats. All of the stuff that he's been doing because it's become important to him. With all that said, I don't think he's going to give up that 20% of his career earnings. I think he's going to play. And if he doesn't, we all missed it. And you know what? I don't have a problem saying we missed it because I won't believe it until the next season is over and he hasn't played. He might say it in March. I ain't buying it until next March. Okay? All right. So, again, we'll see how things play out. I wish uh, Tom is a friend. I think very, very highly of him. I wish him nothing but the best in his goal of not having to report anything between now and when Aaron Rodgers actually makes his decision and lets the team know that he has decided to play in 2023. All right, uh, let's explore another piece of what he said there. We'll get to that next. And that is, what if it comes to trading him? What might that look like? Tom had some really insightful points on that, I thought, as well, that we want to get to. And look, if if you're if you're wondering if he's going to get traded or if you're hoping he's going to get traded, this is something that you're going to want to hear, right? Because there is definitely a portion of you in our listening audience fan base 
that are kind of hoping that that happens. Well, this is something you want to hear next. You'll also want, if you're thinking about switching banks, to check out Associated Bank, especially now as a Brewers fan. I know we don't talk much about the Brewers because, well, Aaron Rodgers takes up a lot of oxygen. But opening day is right around the corner. Spring training is in full swing. And you, you could be at opening day on Monday, April 3rd, if you sign up for Brewers Checking from Associated Bank. You'll get two free tickets to the opener, plus you'll get all the other perks that come with not only being an Associated Bank customer, but having Brewers Checking from Associated Bank. So go to your local branch or check out AssociatedBank.com slash Packers to find out more. Trade scenarios with Tom Pelissero on his appearance with Rich Eisen are next. It's Wilde and Tausch. And maybe when the night is dead, I'll crawl into my bed. So let's, let's say that this gets to the point of Rodgers being traded, which I know a lot of you want. And by the way, I got a tweet here, Tausch, that I wanted to read. Um, and, and again, I think it's important to get facts right. Other people don't necessarily feel that way. Uh, Ryan Ooh, tweeted in. Ooh, Bert. I, didn't I say like it. feisty Will. I didn't say. I didn't say anyone. Eh, Some people. You didn't, but I think it's implied. When you try to trade a guy and he doesn't go, then he says he wants to play for you. Do you feel like that's still a player who is mentally all in with your team? Uh, now I'm guessing Ryan is not talking. Uh, about Mike Flanagan, who was once traded to the Carolina Panthers, flunked his physical, came back, and became uh, an all-pro Pro Bowl player and one of know, your good friends. You know what's you know what's funny about that? I knew <clears throat> six years. I knew that's where you were going. I I, I would have bet donuts to dollars that you were going to bring Mike Flanagan into that equation. And that is why this show is unlike any other, because we're like an old married couple after twenty-some years of covering you and knowing you. Now. He's talking about Aaron Rodgers, but that's not true. Like, the offseason and the year that they that there was the report that they were going to trade him to the Broncos or the 49ers or whoever was meddling with him, they were adamant they weren't trading him because they knew their 2020 first-round pick sucked at the time. They obviously feel different now about Jordan Love, but they, they, they could not... They, do they? Well, they feel much better about him. Do they believe he's Aaron Rodgers 2.0 and the second coming? I don't believe that for a second. They believe yeah, he's improved if, and made a jump. Yes, and I think we all would agree with that. And we, yes. I, I am excited to see where Jordan Love is next year. I, I'm not no poo-pooing Jordan Love at all. Uh, but just judging by, again, we'll see when rubber actually hits the road. And someone's de- and these decisions are made, but if what Tommy P said and what I'm ga- what I'm gathering by listening to a lot of people that know what the heck they're talking about, it feels like if Aaron Charles Rogers lets them know he wants to play, which again all of us will be shocked if he's like a deuces, but if he comes back and he is going to play and he is fully bought in. He's going to be playing for the Green Bay Packers. That tells you what they feel about Jordan Love, too. Sure. So for those of you that are hoping that the disgusted 
etc. reports are more accurate and make it more likely that Aaron Rodgers would be traded because, as we read from Tausch's buddy slash longtime listener who texted us, there is a belief among Packers fans, and I don't think he's alone, that this is a team that can't isn't going to go to a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers anymore, that he can't get him there. Can't get it done. He okay. can't get it done. Yep. So if you're in that group and you'd like to see him traded, then Tom Pelissero's explanation of the particulars of that process will interest you. Here again is Tom Pelissero talking to Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. I would anticipate you're going to have several teams involved at least. The challenging part of actually pegging what the trade price is and ultimately the market is you're getting a player who not only is due $60 million this year, but that you're now going to take over the year-to-year Aaron Rodgers watch. In other words, how much do you give up for a player who potentially is only going to be there for one season? You go back to a year ago, and when the Broncos were evaluating their options, they paid more in terms of draft picks for Russell Wilson than they would have expected to pay for Aaron Rodgers. Just because with Russell Wilson... And, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty, and you can go back to the trade and the contract and everything else and evaluate it. But they evaluated this as Russell Wilson's going to be the quarterback here for three, five, seven years. With Rodgers, it would be a, a one-off. So, you know, what exactly do the Packers get? I would guarantee you that they've done some research historically on players who at that stage in their career were traded. They have a pretty good uh, track record themselves, specifically trading a quarterback at the end to the Jets. Uh, with Favre, it was not a big price in that trade. And he ultimately spent one year there, retired a second time, unretired a second time, went to Minnesota and beat the Packers twice in 2009. Different spot right now uh, with Aaron Rodgers, but some of the some of the similar dynamics here. And then the money is a factor. Not everybody's going to want to pay that type of money and pay out draft picks for a one-year rental. So Harvey also lost to the Green Bay Packers twice in 2010. Tom, uh, fair to point out, absolutely. Minnesota uh, guy, uh, <laughs> beat him first though, twice. Uh, fair, should have won a uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Also, the person who put out on the street something that was never supposed to get there, which was that Mike McCarthy in frustration. Again, great example of saying things in frustration that don't lead to actual actions about benching Favre at halftime of the 2007 NFC Championship. Very, but, very, very frustrating. Tausch, uh, I, I would I would say this. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the season. The Packers season, best part of the season, obviously beating Dallas and Mike McCarthy. Very, very, very frustrating. But best part. Yeah, go ahead. I'm done eating the humble pie or whatever it was he said, too. That was pretty good. Um, but, Tausch, they're going to get more for Rodgers than they got for Farvey. In 2008. Yes. But sure. it's not going to be the King's ransom that the Denver Broncos gave up for a now, uh, apparently, although Sean Payton's going to try and fix him, uh, a not nearly as good as we thought he was Russell Wilson in Denver. Right? Uh, it's going to be somewhere yeah, I mean, higher than Favre, lower than Russell. Yes. Yeah, I think and Tom's the most interesting point of what Tom had to say there was you don't know. If you knew you're getting three or four years of Rodgers, you'd get the same haul that you got for Russ. You're never going to know that because right. Rodgers will never let you know. Correct. So my guess is 
if you could somehow get the Jets to give up their first-round pick this year and something conditional on what he would do playing-wise moving forward, that is a haul at this point for what Rodgers would bring. I don't think you're going to – the issue is you're not going to have 10 teams lining up. You have to feel like your team is just missing that one piece because this is not a long-term play. Franchises want long-term potential. Could Rodgers play five more years? I'd bet against that. Could he play three? Yeah, he could. And if you get three great years of quarterback play, you're telling me you wouldn't give up two firsts and uh, – Third, I take it all day. And tw- the Rams, if you told the Rams Stafford's going to bring you a chip, I'd say I'll t- get, take five first round picks. Championships worth, and I'll deal with the ramifications. My coach will leave and go work for NFL Network or Fox. But the championship is gold. And if you believe, which I think the Jets do believe, they're only that one piece away. And they have an owner that maybe is getting a little older and is not willing, to, is not afraid of making a big splash. Yeah, you're going to get a lot more than what you got for Favre. I, I think the Russell Wilson Hall has proven to be a big mistake for Denver. People learn, but they don't learn that much. Rodgers will get you a very nice little bounty if you believe Jordan Love can fill in and do the job. You're going to be in a great position moving forward as a Packer pick. All right, Packer. so we can we can talk about this in greater detail tomorrow uh, because I saw, and again, I am not a big proponent of getting so invested in stories um, that you then begin to t- tailor your coverage toward something you want to see happen, right? I, I, I think... In my opinion, the way I have done this job, while I have had guys that I've liked, you being among them, right? Look, uh, there was nobody in the beat writing core that was happier that your career went the way it did than me, right? But if you hadn't been as good as Earl Dotson, I wouldn't have been writing stories about it. This guy is the next Tony Baselli, okay? It uh, doesn't matter how much I loved your story, what you'd overcome, all that stuff. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's you got to play. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you have to play. And the coaches and everything else, you can try to write great pieces on players. And if coaches and other people don't give you anything, it makes it pretty difficult right. to A, actually play, and to B, write a story. About all right. So, I, I just, that's my, that's my opinion. Others don't do the job the same way. But I saw that, you know, in the. In the wake of the attention that Bob McGinn and Tyler Dunn created with Bob's thoughts on Rodgers, that Tyler has another story about how it's Jordan Love time and how he's the next Patrick Mahomes. And again, that's fine if he believes that, and that's his world that he's writing for. So I am not, it's not my job to tell him how to do his job at all. I'm not saying I am. But I do think he has for lack of a better term, some skin in the game because he really believes in Jordan Love, and that's the story that yeah. he really likes. That you know, And, look, I like Jordan, too. And I liked him even more after he could have been just absolutely irate, pissed at me for, although it wasn't entirely my fault, the attention that the idea of him being uh, looking for a trade if Rodgers came back got at the end of the season. 
And he was great. And he and I have a terrific relationship, and he's a good dude. I really like him as a person. We had great conversations that reminded me, speak of Aaron Rodgers 2.0, of some of the conversations I had with him when he was a rookie, where he'd just stand oh, and boy. talk. That's all. But I don't know how good he can be. And frankly, I don't think the Packers know either. They have hopes, but I don't think they know. And I think they like what they saw last year, but they don't think that it necessarily gives them 100% confidence that he's going to be the dude that they want him to be. So factor that part of their thought process in when you're thinking about the trade. That's all I'm saying. All right, so uh, uh, if you weren't listening earlier, and Jesse wasn't because he was tracking down that clip of can't Goody, wait for Jesse's which, which was really real important. time response to this what I have deemed what I have deemed oh. will be best thing on radio post COVID. If you have not heard this, I do declare stick stick around because you're going to hear it in two minutes.